Eagles Entertainment. Okay, thank you all. Uh, I know it's probably been a long day for some, but thank you all for uh, coming on this press conference. This is kind of new for me to make a, a big decision and have to uh, describe it virtually, but that's that's kind of where we're at. Welcome, Eagles everywhere, to the Eagles Insider Podcast, presented by Lincoln Financial Group. I'm Eagles Insider Dave Spadaro. On Monday night, just hours after Chairman CEO Jeffrey Lurie held a press conference discussing his decision to dismiss Doug Peterson as the team's head coach after five seasons. Peterson, of course, leading the Eagles to three playoff appearances, including a Super Bowl victory just three years ago. The Eagles defeating the New England Patriots. And who can forget the closing moments of that game? We hear now from Merrill Reese and Mike Quick, just a throwback, if you will, before we get into the news of the day. As Merrill and Mike count down those final moments, the victory in Super Bowl 52. He is throwing it deep for the end zone, and it is batted around and incomplete. And the game is over. The game is over. The Philadelphia Eagles are Super Bowl champions. Eagles fans everywhere, this is for you. Let the celebration begin. There's going to be a parade on Broad Street. Hey, man, if this is a dream, don't wake me up. As for the big news, the Eagles heading into an offseason here with a lot of work to do, starting at the head coach position. Here's Jeffrey Lurie talking to the media as his opening statement. Why it happened, how it happened, Doug Peterson out as the Eagles head coach. You know, today's uh, there aren't many tougher days for, uh, I think, an owner of a team or CEO of a business than to um, have to make a very, very tough decision uh, involving somebody you care personally a lot about. Uh, I've known Doug for and his family for over 20 years. Uh, it's rare to uh, have somebody as your uh, quarterback, as your assistant coach from the ground up, uh, and as a coordinator, and then as as a head coach of your team, and having all the success that we've had together. And he's a he's a close friend. He's a family friend, and. Doug, Doug is uh, family to me. You know, what can I say? So it's, it's even harder to make the tough decision with somebody like that and that relationship. But it goes with the territory. And if you want to be a leader and make the tough decision, sometimes you just have to, uh, sometimes you just have to look towards the future, try to evaluate things in an, as unemotional a, a path as possible, uh, and a process as possible and arrive at a decision that uh, might make you very uncomfortable, but that you feel, honestly, uh, my first allegiance is what will be best for the Philadelphia Eagles and our fans for the next three, four, five years. It's not based on does someone deserve to hold their job or deserve to get fired. That's a different bar. Very few people probably after success deserve to uh, lose their job. Uh, this is much more about the evaluation of whether the Eagles moving forward, our best option is to have a new coach 
And um, that that's really, really what it's about. Uh, it's not about um, did Doug deserve to be let go? No, he did not deserve to be let go. That's not where I'm coming from. And that's not the bar uh, in the evaluation process. Um, I, I just want to reiterate, um, so grateful we all are uh, in Philadelphia, Eagles fans around the world, to the success we've had over the last five years, um, winning Super Bowl 52, the camaraderie in the building that we've had, the collaboration in the building we've had. It's, it's awfully nice as an owner to have the football operations and the football coaching and uh, virtually, you know, all the employees and just a, a general culture of both success and collaboration and professionalism. And Doug uh, has represented that every single day. And uh, this was a difficult, difficult year on many, many levels, um, disappointing in its results. And I feel particularly bad that I, I, I was really hoping the Eagles could be that beacon of light during this difficult 2020. And I'm glad the NFL has been able to play all of our games. That's been a, a huge, huge plus. But I wanted the Eagles so badly to uplift our fans and not create more stress. And I, I think we've not accomplished that this year. And um, it, it's been a disappointing season. You know, going forward, again, you have to make tough, tough decisions. And uh, after talking to Doug um, again today, uh, it just felt that the path forward was best for us to part ways. And I actually think it's better for uh, both the organization and for Doug and um, I, I really, really expect him to be a successful head coach in this league. And uh, it wouldn't surprise me in the slightest if he uh, is on another NFL team later this week. And I'm certainly there for any owner that wants to talk about hiring Doug because I will be, you know, a major fan. That being said, sometimes you have to make the tough decisions on prognosticating the future. And that's, that's what this was about. It was Peterson, of course, who... Back in 2017, led the Eagles to a great season, despite all those injuries. Carson Wentz going down and Jason Peters and Jordan Hicks and just so many key players down. The Eagles didn't blink at all. Nick Foles stepped up in the playoffs. The Eagles defeating the Patriots. And then what a parade it was, <laughs> not even three years ago on the calendar. That's how things changed so quickly in the NFL. Doug Peterson stepping up to the microphone and talking about the new normal in Philadelphia. City of Philadelphia, these men up here beside me just won Super Bowl 52. I'm so proud of this group of men. The dedication, the commitment, the desire, and the will to never quit. This is a resilient group. This is a group that fought through a lot of injury, adversity, the underdog, right? The underdog. This is a group that I'll always remember for sticking together, for trusting in, in me as the head football coach, and trusting in Mr. Lurie, and trusting, trusting in each other. I love these guys. We brought you guys a world championship, and just like Mr. Lurie said, we are not done yet. We have more to go, more to prove. This is our new norm. This is our new norm to be playing football in February. I'm so proud to represent this group, this city, and this organization. Thank you very much. 
Tired of searching for sports updates in different places? The Xfinity Sports Zone gives you the ultimate sports hub experience, where you can find games, news, and highlights all in one place right on your TV. Follow the teams you love across your favorite sports. You can even use the voice remote to access stats and scores. With the Xfinity Sports Zone, everybody wins. Now that's simple, easy, awesome. Go to Xfinity.com, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store for details. Restrictions apply. Requires Xfinity TV service with X1. So where do the Eagles go from here? Let's bring on Merrill Reese, the voice of the Eagles, as we discuss our affection for Doug Peterson, the job he did here, and then what the Eagles will do moving forward. Merrill Reese, it is always very shocking when a move like the move the Eagles made on Monday happens, especially to somebody that you and I both like so much and have worked with for so long, Doug Peterson, no longer the head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles. Before we get into what might be next, let's talk about Doug and your reaction, Merrill, when you heard the news. Well, I wasn't surprised. Uh, I would have been surprised a week ago when he stood there at the podium with Howie Roseman and answered questions and everything seemed affable and looking forward. But after the rumblings of the weekend of what went on this morning and the build-up to this, we were just waiting for the ball to drop, and it did. Um, I'm, I'm sad because there are a few coaches that I've been around in my life that I liked and respected as much as Doug Peterson. He's a very special person. He brought this team and this city a Super Bowl. Just a great guy to work with, always upbeat, always enthusiastic, always optimistic, and a strong presence, a strong authoritative but respected presence in the locker room and among his coaches. Merrill, uh, how will you remember the time of Doug Peterson as the head coach here? I remember it really very positively. I, I'll think about the time where he took over this team with a rookie quarterback who we inserted from game one, and we watched them grow throughout that first season. During the second season, where nobody expected them to progress so fast, where they just went right through that season, and Carson Wentz took giant steps, giant steps. And then when he went down and we thought that their chances of going far in the playoffs were over, up stepped Nick Foles and with the guidance of Doug Peterson and Frank Reich and a wonderful coaching staff, this team brought home the Lombardi Trophy. I will never forget that. And, of course, none of us will ever forget the Philly special. So, Merrill, the last couple of years have been tough. Um, why do you think that is? And, and what kind of role did Doug play in that? Well, I think Doug gave everything he had to this football team up through, uh, you know, through this season. Of course, we look at the, the last quarter of the last game. That's a different story. But I think he gave this team everything he had. And uh, this, this season was a, a, a disappointing one for a myriad of reasons. The problems that the, you know, like everybody had of assembling people uh, with preseason games, the limited practices, the injury list, the COVID protocol, it was difficult for everybody. Uh, the Eagles did not have the personnel to do well. You look at the special teams, guys were introducing themselves to each other while they lined up to go rush a, a kicker. So there, there was so much of that that went on. And I, in, in being absolutely honest, Carson Wentz, the, the centerpiece of every team, is their quarterback. And Carson Wentz, did not have the kind of season that I think he would be proud of this year. He had a lot of trouble making quick decisions. He threw interceptions. 
He just was not the same player. But uh, look, that that happens, and I'm not just pointing my finger at him. There were a lot of areas where this team wasn't good. This offensive line had 14 different combinations in 16 games. You can't win like that. I saw the other night with a great Russell Wilson, a future Hall of Fame quarterback, couldn't succeed, and he couldn't succeed against a Rams team because his offensive line was bad and he was constantly looking at the sky. Okay, Merrill. Now, Jeffrey Lurie held a press conference on Monday, and he used words like retooling, transition. What do those words mean to you? I think he's saying that there's no short-term fix, that the Eagles have to do what is best to somewhat rebuild. Certainly, they're going to keep key pieces, uh, but, but you've got to look ahead that the roster right now is too old, and that they've got to look at what's going to make this team a Super Bowl contender not so much in 2021, but maybe in 22, 2022 or 2023. It's, it's not a fast rebuild. Uh, you'd like to win. You'd like to win every game. But uh, he's basically saying you've got to play and you've got to take steps to make this a better team with a longer-range vision. Which means, Merle, you've got you've to draft better. You've got to bring in better players. Um, it, it's just, I, you know, we, look, we've both been through coaching changes before and and when i say stunning or shocking it's because yeah i know the last week there have been a lot of rumblings and you and i've talked about those away from this podcast um but still to to move on after three three seasons removed from a from a super bowl victory it's something that doesn't happen in the nfl what kind of what what do you want in the next coach Merrill? i guess is the next question how do the eagles get better how does how does this thing all play out and make merrill reese happy if they win if they're exciting if they have an offense that creates sparks, if they have, Jeffrey said it's, it's an offensive league. I, and I agree to a point, but big defenses play a big part. Look at the Washington team this year that went as far as it went with a questionable quarterback situation throughout. They did it because Ron Rivera drafted properly. They picked up Chase Young and they had impacting defensive players. Same with the Rams, whose offense had sputtering along the way. Jared Goff didn't have a real good season, but that defense led by Aaron Donald really played a part in keeping them in games. So I think, I think yes, it is an offensive game, but I think the defense really is very, very necessary and makes a major impact. Merrill, it would seem that Howie Roseman certainly has the, the power here um, with the Eagles. He's the general manager. He's got to put this roster back together. Um, how important is this upcoming draft and, and the Eagles really being successful hitting on their targets? And Jeffrey talked about that. He said that, you know, they're trying to look at that window. They try to keep that, that 2017 team as, as intact as they possibly could for a couple of years. And so he, he kind of, you know, said, hey, look, frankly, he defended Howie's draft record. Um, how do you look at Howie moving forward here as we, as, as we get here, sixth, sixth pick in the 2021 NFL draft? How critical is it that the Eagles really hit their marks? I think it's critical. I think it's critical this year, as it was critical last year, as it was critical the year before, and as critical as it will be next year. It's always critical to have a productive draft. Merrill, what are your what are your big needs from a well? Let's just talk about the quarterback. What, 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 would, you see, what, what would you like to see happen at, at, as a head coach? What, do you have a preference at all? What, what you'd like to see in a head coach? Well, I, I, a lot of the qualities, and Jeffrey admitted this, are qualities that Doug has. I, I want somebody who is a leader of men. 
I want somebody who is strong, authoritative, but at the same time well-liked, who has an upbeat personality that brings the entire organization together. And basically, that's, that's what I want, a guy who could be a quick decision-maker, who knows when to make the challenges on the field, and somebody who can lead this team going forward. Merrill, let, let's list all the things that the Eagles have to accomplish here in this offseason. Number one, a head coach, which is something we really didn't see as, as you know, recently as a week ago. They've got to get a quarterback situation straightened out. They have to, well, rebuild the defense. We thought it was just going to be with Jim Schwartz and some players, but now it's kind of everything. And they've got to rebuild the offense, and they've got to hit the draft. I mean, have you – I can't – Merrill, I can't remember. Dave, even other than that, uh, Dave, other, other than, than that, they're all set. Yeah, I mean, it, it's literally a, a top-to-bottom well, it, it, makeover. And, and, you, and you missed out on one very, very important point. They've got to reassemble a staff of coaches. How many yes. will stay from this staff? I don't know. Nobody asked Jeffrey, surprisingly. Jeffrey, uh, where does Doug's staff stand? That question wasn't asked. Does that mean all of these guys are being sent home? And uh, Generally, what happens is they are able to interview with the incoming head coach, but nothing is guaranteed. But I would guess, once again, that if any coach is asked to stay and is signed by the team, it will be Jeff Statlin. I know when, when Doug came in after Chip Kelly, it was there was a lot to build up, but it, it just feels like this is something that is as total as any rebuild job or new coach job or coaching change moment that I can ever remember. Even 1999, Andy Reid left, but the Eagles had the second pick, and you knew they were going to have a chance at a great quarterback. I guess I just... I feel like there's so many – because this one, it's not just about drafting a quarterback. You've got two quarterbacks on your roster, so you've got to make a decision on how to play it there. With that and the coaching staff and the defense and the age on the roster, and there's, there, there always seemed to be – even when Andy Reid came in, there was a, a good nucleus of defensive players here and that he built upon that. When Chip came in uh, after Andy Reid, there was a good nucleus, a good offensive line in place. The Eagles had points, uh, playmakers, obviously, with LaShawn McCoy and Deshaun Jackson, et cetera. This feels a bit more top to bottom. Would you agree with that? No, no, I wouldn't. I think uh, they felt monumental at the time, and this one feels monumental at the time. I think there are some very talented young players on this roster, uh, people like Miles Sanders and Dallas Goddard, and I think Jordan Mailata is going to be a special player. And there are players on the defense. I don't think Fletcher Cox is out of his prime yet. And I think there are others. Possibly Rodney McLeod comes back and is able to pick up where he left off. And Jalen Mills is coming off a good season. And Slay can still play. I think this team has players. But I think they need more. And I do think they need rebuilding. But I don't think it's any more monumental than it was. It just feels it. Yeah, it just it, right. It, just, it feels it because of the success that Doug has had one year removed from a playoff team and he's no longer the head coach that I guess that is what is so surprising to me. Merrill, you've been through all of these before. How, how do you react uh, as a, as a, as the, the voice of the Eagles and also as a, somebody who's loved the Eagles your entire life looking ahead here. Um, what's it like for you? I'll miss Doug personally, professionally, 
but I look ahead to another successful coach coming in. I tend to see the, the glass half midnight green rather than any other way, and uh, hopefully we'll have an exciting season as they begin to rebuild next year. Merrill Reese, thank you so much. We'll be talking to you throughout the offseason. Thank you, Dave. We'll keep you updated on all of the Eagles news here in the offseason on our Eagles Insider Podcast, presented by Lincoln Financial Group. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks to Trevor Hayes, Peter Kelly, Ray Doyle for their great work here. Thanks to all of you for joining us. Eagles moving into an uncertain offseason with a lot, a lot, a lot to do to rebuild this football team. Jeffrey Lurie using those words, transition. Well, clearly that's where the Eagles are right now. I'm Eagles Insider Dave Spadaro. Thanks for joining me on this Eagles Insider Podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group. Have yourselves a great Eagles day, everyone. And as always, fly, Eagles fly. E-A-T-L-E-S, Eagles! Raise a glass to that comforting feeling of an Eagles touchdown with the all-new Broaden Patterson Wine Collection created in partnership with Wink. Featuring a Cabernet, a Rosé, and a Chardonnay, Broaden Patterson Wines are the perfect pairing for any occasion. Now you can bring the sweet taste of victory with you to a dinner with friends or to the tailgate with your game day crew. Purchase online today at philadelphiaeagles.com slash wine to stock up and have Broad and Patterson delivered right to your door. A portion of proceeds from every bottle benefit Eagles Autism Foundation.